This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes? Ho, ho, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly Hello and welcome to a very special edition of THN Cover to Cover. So special, we chose to do it without you, the live callers. Because we yeah. have got a bunch of voicemails to catch up on. But first, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, head, no- I'm head number one around here. My name is Matt Baum. Thanks, I forgot how to do the show. My name is Joe Patrick. Uh, I'm the internet's Joe Patrick, as yeah. a matter of fact. And yeah, you know, we skipped, uh, we skipped voicemails three weeks in a row because it was anniversary and busy stuff and uh, you know curling requirements yeah. and then it was thanksgiving so. stuff going down holidays right yeah you know but we're going to touch on them all today we're going to uh play some stuff for you and listen to what you had to say and respond and it's going to be fun and we're going to start and we'll set up the uh, new question of the week yeah and we'll start right here with brian from maryland hey joe matt this is brian from maryland calling in to the question answer the question of the week my answer to the question of the week is the Superior Spider-Man. Technically, I don't know if this counts, but the example is when Doc Ock created the Spider-Bots to scan New York to prevent crime and de- delegate small crimes to the police versus him running all over the place like Peter Parker did. He had a good intentions, but in the end, the Green Goblin hacked his Spider-Bots, if I'm right, and made a blind spot in the facial recognition by making the spider bots ignore anyone wearing a green goblin mask to commit, to commit crimes, causing chaos later on. Um, sorry if this doesn't fit the question of the week, week no, exactly. Yeah. Also, wondering what's y'all's opinions been about uh, Titan Season 3 since the season's over. I've been feeling kind of meh about it, kind of in the middle. I probably going to continue to watch seasons as they keep continue to come out but i just want to know your opinion uh thanks once again have a nice weekend and bye so right, i would say uh, spear spider-man totally counts so uh, just you know to reset things since it's been three weeks since this question uh, this question was what are your favorite instances where a beloved hero made a huge mistake uh, and so, yeah, I would say Spider-Man, uh, Otto Octavius as Spider-Man, who was trying to actually fight crime, getting his technology hacked so that it was very easy to baffle. Yeah. I mean, he was uh, a better Spider-Man than Spider-Man literally up until that point. Right. And then I mean, he was, everything collapsed after that. <laughs> I mean, he was he was better in the sense that, like. He threw a bunch of money and tech at it, and he was right. also ruthless, and he yeah. didn't care. You know, like he was like, "Oh yes, but your precious freedoms. There are robot cameras everywhere." Yeah. you know, and uh, yeah, it was basically like he became a, a high tech drone cop. Um, but yeah, no, that's a great answer. Great answer, Brian. Um, as far as Titans goes, I have not watched the season finale yet um, because Titans is a show that I enjoy but constantly forget is on. I quit. Um, I just quit. And- I get it. And that's fine. That's all you have to say about that. Yeah. Cause that question is not for you then. Yeah. It's uh, not for I, me. I, I enjoy the show um, overall, but it is a poor representation of what I love about the actual Titans from yeah. the comics. Any um, as a, as a, as an action adventure show with superpowered characters, it's fine. And I, you know, I watch it and I get in some enjoyment out of it. And some of the characters are great. And this season in particular, like I loved all the stuff with Donna Troy and, and, uh, um, 
Tim Drake going into uh, going into the afterlife and then bringing Donna and Tim back from the afterlife and um, but uh, yeah it's 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 a it's a fine show that I also completely forget about when I'm not actively engaged with it so um, I'm I'm right there with you man is a pretty great description and I'm no thanks that's my description so <laughs> they just and look I watched the first two seasons and I started the third season and I was just like there's too much other stuff that I enjoy and I do. Right. It, and that's just it. Like it's, it's, it, it's already impossible to keep up with everything you want to watch. Uh, right. Uh, let alone the things that you feel like you have to watch because you have a podcast. Yeah. And also uh, I'm not like, and, trying to bring in things from other comics, you know, or background that are like, well, it's not my whatever, but like Dick Grayson's one of my favorite characters. And you have a TV show that you created where I literally hate my, one of my favorite characters. Like you yeah, made me yeah, completely I mean, that's, that's, dislike. That's a, it's a tough spot to be in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and so like uh, like this season they were doing uh, Jason Todd uh, becoming the Red Hood. Like he died. Like the Joker beats him to death, and uh, he gets thrown into a Lazarus pit and comes back. Like they do. Like it's 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 got hints of the comic. Yeah, they're um, trying to do it. You can see him trying. But also it's like, but the person who brought him back from the dead is the scarecrow. Yeah. And this because the scarecrow is secretly running some sort of underground scheme from inside Arkham. And it's like it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And it's um and a lot of the characters are also very unlikable. Yeah. Uh in particular, Jason Todd. Uh Ugh. And so, like, I just don't buy him as the Red Hood because the Red Hood is tough, and Jason Todd on this show is not tough. Yeah, he's a weenie. He is a whiny little baby. Um, yeah, he's a little punk ass. And uh, but yeah, I mean, so Titans, yes, it's uh, it's it is what it is. I watch it. Meh is a great way to describe. So Joe it. Joe agrees. It is a show that is on television. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that is the definition of meh. It is a C, yeah. It is a C across it, the. Board. It is a show that is on. All right, let's keep moving here. Hey, this is John giving a call in. Uh, you had a question about, uh, I think specifically you're looking for characters that have like let you down. Um, but mine's an actual person um, in the comics industry. And, uh, but he was always known as like, he's like, he was, he was, he was a character to me. Um, I can't apologize I enough, John. I enjoyed his work. Um, his name is Doug Tenable. And oh, you may yes. know him as the creator of Earthworm Jim, the video game series that was on, you know, Sega Genesis. Um, it was a uh, cartoon uh, on Fox for a short while as well. But, like, he is a creator that I've followed since, like, pretty much Earthworm Jim. It might even have been a little bit before that. He'd done some things. Um, he had books that came out like Creature Tech and um, yeah, Iron Creature West. Tech. And... Like, I just loved his work, and I loved everything he did. Like, I'd back Kickstarters he did. And then he just, he may have always been a rancid piece of shit, but he really just started showing his ass about five, six, seven years ago yeah. uh, online know. and just being a complete and total douchebag at, like, every given chance that he could. And uh, I know you guys have had on, you know, about creators. Can you, like, still support him and stuff? And he's one of those people where, like, there's a couple of his works. Like, I will never take Creature Tech off my shelf. I will never take Iron West off my shelf. But, like, I pulled a lot of his shit, like, um, that was, like, more surrounding him. Like, I had some of his sketchbooks. I had some of his other things. And I'm just like, no, I, I can't. And I just, I literally uh, pulled them off. And, uh, like, a couple of them I just threw immediately into the trash. Um, some of them that I knew that some other people may enjoy, I, I passed those on. But, like... 
Doug, Doug Tainapple, Doug, yeah, him. He's just off my list. Like, won't follow, total piece of crap. Uh, it was, and it, like, that one hit me hard where I was like, wow, you're just going out of your way to be a, a fuck stick, dude. Okay. Anyways, love you boys. Bye. I remember the Tainapple thing. That was a weird one because everybody, I, everybody was just, where did this come from? How did this guy who had worked with so with so many people and so much great stuff like did you hit your head? Did a horse kick you or something? <laughs> like all of a sudden, full on asshole, full on misogynist prick, racist, like crazy shit came out. Yeah, and it, like out that- of his own mouth, not like people said, "Oh, well, behind closed doors." He said, "Nope." He went out of his way to broadcast shit. It was crazy. What? the spread of the internet and the ease of becoming totally online all the time uh, over the years, especially in the late nineties and early two thousands really hit a lot of dudes a little harder than we expect. Man, it was weird. um, Like, yeah, Doug Tenopel is the sort of creator that like, you might not have never known anything about his politics, watching earthworm Jim or playing the game or um, reading creature tech. And that's great. Nothing came through in the stories. Nothing. uh, But um, it's like, there must be there. There certainly must be creators that I disagree with politically. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm narrowing it down to politics because I don't even want to get into behaviors and comments and, and actual sure, like, terrible, sure, awful sure. things, but like, there must be creators out there that I don't align with politically, whose work I still enjoy, oh, who are not online spouting, uh, hatred. They are not, you know, like, because they active, have half a brain, right? Uh, and it's not, I mean, and it's not, and it's not just like, and, and they're not doing it out of self-preservation. They're doing it like, because, you know. Like not everybody who doesn't believe what I believe uh, is also actively like saying uh, trans trans uh, people don't exist or, you know, no gay. Right. Like there are lines that uh, comic creators, uh, people in general and and comic creators as well um, have been emboldened to cross in recent years. And I just don't understand like. I think it comes down to a thing where it's like, if you look at like brands and whatnot, like major corporations where like State Farm recently, this stuff with Aaron Rodgers, they pulled his commercials. They're like, we still support Aaron Rodgers 100%. We're not going to show his commercials right now. He's not fired. And someone else was like, would you insure him? And they were like, oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) But whether they agree with him or not, they understand we need to appeal to the most amount of customers possible. So let's keep it baseline. And I think a lot of comic creators that didn't work for Marvel or didn't work for DC where there was maybe only recently, but some sort of code of conduct where they're like, look, you are free to think what you want and be who you are. Don't do it out loud under contract with us or you will be fired. I mean, and and I think that like, that's kind of also the good side of, of this is like, you know, if the dark side is like, Oh man, I learned that Doug Tenopel is a raging asshole. Right. Um, the upside is that, Oh, Doug Tenopel has probably always been a raging asshole. And, and yeah. now we know. Yeah. And it's the same with, you know, like your Eddie Bergant, like, it, like not just politically. Now we're talking like actual harmful, hateful, uh, right. racist, uh, misogynist, uh, and there, and that is a good thing at least. Like, oh, Hey, now we know 
Thank yeah, you. It's like now we know about Ethan Van Skyver. Yeah. Now we if know. If you're not about, going to tattoo yeah. a swastika on your face, then I would appreciate it if you would say it out loud so I can be like, "Gotcha, thanks." Right? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, uh, and 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 you know, as as much as it sucks as a fan, um, it's probably like I I would much rather know. Yes, I agree. And uh, I agree. But yeah, I will. I agree though that Doug Tenopel, that was one that I didn't see coming, and it stung when yeah. uh, when it when it happened. So. Yeah, sucks. Yeah. Thank you for your call, John. You colossal bummer. Hey, it's Sarah King. Hi, guys. It's Sarah King. Um, wanted to first say how much I've enjoyed the past few weeks of uh, questions of the week, learning so much from everybody's extreme depth of knowledge. Um, didn't start reading comics till the end of high school, so I don't have any big um, nerdy name drops or anything like that, but everyone's uh, recommendations of, and of stuff has gone on my reading list um, for sure. I'm mostly calling in just to comment on that I uh, went to see The Eternals and uh, thought it was really wonderful. I understand, like you guys have already probably said, why people don't love it that much is because it really breaks form. But I enjoyed um, how it explored the relationships we have to our beliefs and faith and mental health and like what love is and how everyone kind of can react to that sort of like care differently. And even just like thinking about the idea of like, what does it mean to be alive and a being and, you know, they're robots or that are, and sort of as human beings, we are essentially programmed organisms too, by like our chemistry and whatever else. But it was, um, a really cool watch. Um, I hope I get to see it again. And, um, maybe be a little more critical um, the second time around. Um, I also so excited about the Black Knight um, after credit scenes, and I thought that was just so fun. Um, really excited for everything Marvel's doing right now. Um, as a person who wasn't a huge fan of all the Marvel movies at like the very beginning and like phase one, um, I'm finding a lot of the stories they're telling now to be really, really cool and really like speaking to me as, you know, a young person navigating like a lot, you know, a lot of the crazy shit going on and <laughs> politically, socially and otherwise. Um, can't wait to call in next time and uh, listen to what everybody says this week. Sarah, awesome to talk to you. Joe, Thank you, Sarah. you have spoken about Eternals and how you felt about it. I just saw it last week. And so yeah. I haven't been able to talk about it much. I liked it. I very much liked it. I right. completely understand criticism of it as well in the sense yes. that I think one thing, the main thing that Eternals is guilty of is doing too much. And if there is anything that should have been a Marvel, like Disney plus TV show, I think it should have been Eternals. I think you should have broken this up mm. into like six chapters. Show me the Epic of Gilgamesh. Show me Athena in ancient right. Rome. Show me these stories because when you just sort of tell me that they happen and we get little flashes here and there, it, it didn't quite earn the payoff that I wanted in the end because I really, the performances were excellent, but my biggest problem was I couldn't glom on anything because there was too many. There was just too many good performances all happening at once. Now, and people say, well, they were all together in Endgame. Sure. But we got several movies of these characters being developed yeah, right, before right. that I, stuff. And uh, they just so, did too like, much. Um, I, I get it. Like, you know, uh, 
so this movie's job was to get you on board with the idea of celestials right. and eternals and deviants, not necessarily like the untold tales of Thena and Gilgamesh. Sure. And, and I appreciate like the desire to see that. Um, I, I just kind of, um, and, and like, I agree with you sort of, but it also wasn't this, the, this movie's intent. Uh, and, and I think it already had a big ask by, uh, by saying, okay, we are going to get the, uh, the civilian public to not only understand, but accept the concept of a race of primordial space gods and their cosmic human-shaped antibodies. For sure. Uh, and I think as far as its more broad directive, it was a success. As far as like maybe establishing like why I should care about all of these characters, um, maybe it could have used more, and I agree with you there. And I think um, I would have cared more. I think you could have set up the whole celestial aspect more. And like, I'm into that and you and I are aware of it and know it like Casey and I went together and Casey was like, I really liked all the characters. I really liked all the performances. I wish they would have fucked off with all the dumb space stuff and given me more of these characters. <laughs> right. And, 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 like, and I think you could have massaged that in a little more into a TV setting as well, where you and slowly I, uh, yes. explore um, that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I agree with you. I, I, I think that they probably had to roll the dice on. Um, they did. Yeah. Like we're going to tell this story. And we've got a, a couple of different approaches we can take. We can do a movie, which we know is going to be a blockbuster no matter what, because it's Disney and it's Marvel and right. it's what happened. And it's loaded with famous people. And Right, yeah. Uh, and then, um, or we could do a show and then run the risk that uh, the larger audience that we want to see it will not. Right. And I think they made a, a calculated choice. They took a risk, and that's what we got. And sure. and you know, so uh, yeah. I mean, and and if the if they do make a sequel, um, well, I mean, they're going to. You don't say the Eternals will return and then don't do it. Oh, I suppose that's true. <laughs> and um, it made I mean, a bunch I mean, they, of money. They could re they could return in. I mean, they could return in Avengers five. No, that's or, true. You know, that's uh, but, true. Uh, or yeah, but I don't know. Oh, we that's don't know. True. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, I, I think they were in kind of a sticky spot and they did what they thought was best. They took a gamble. They took a gamble. And yeah. I'm not saying it was a failure. I'm just saying that I thought you, it was yeah, good. No, yeah, it would have been nice. Great. It would have been nice. Yeah. Right. It, like, I, like, I really, like, like, I would have loved Knight. to see. Like, the, the stuff yeah. of the Black Knight, I love that. Great idea. But we just get this, like, taste. And I know they're setting something up here. But wouldn't it have been cooler had, like, when we do see the story of Cersei and they're giving us her story. She meets, you know, like the black Knight back in the day. And then that family starts to figure something out and they go, we know something about these people and we are charged with not only with the ebony blade, but following them to make sure that like they are doing the right thing and stuff. Well, but that's not the story and, they and told gently, at all. Even well, like they didn't even hint at that. Part no, the they story. didn't. That's what I'm saying. That would have been more interesting than her boyfriend going, I've got kind oh, of a crazy past too. Like, okay. oh, by the way, yeah, yeah. I, yes, no, I I do agree. Um, excuse me, uh, yeah, no, I and I agree. Like, I would have loved to have, I would have loved to have spent like a half an hour or forty five minutes with Fastos, like, yeah, trying to help humanity develop and and being shut down or you know or whatever. Like that, like his journey, I thought was very compelling. Yeah. Um, I thought Druig's journey was very compelling where he's just like, fuck this. I'm going to start. I'm going to start awesome. a cult. Yeah. And he or, basically, you know, or what it, yeah. like, whatever you want to call it. But like, yeah. Or, or even like Gilgamesh and Thena where it's like, I'm going to take care of her. 
you know, we're not, ro- we're not, ro- we're not in a romance. Right. And, and we're or, like, are we, why is that? Like, we, yeah, it's like, I just, I'm going to care for her. She's, I need more. she's my sister and I'm going, and she's broken and I'm going to care for her. like that. Those are compelling things that we just got a hint of. Right. And yeah, no, I agree. It would have been nice to expand on them. It um, also would have like, had they let that, the turn and I don't want to spoil anything, but the turn right. where the characters go, okay, we have a, a, a new mission. Like, had you let that develop a little more and seen a little more pushback, I, I would have been like, okay, I, I buy this a little more too. And on both sides, the characters have felt like, no, we need to do this. And the other characters are like, no, we need to keep doing this or whatever. You know, so that's because that, that happened actually, just like bang. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, but I mean, that actually, I kind of like, I, I don't want to see I like predicted it, but I kind of wasn't surprised. I, that's just it. I wasn't either. I saw it coming. It, right, and that's just yeah, right. So to me, like that didn't come out of nowhere. To me, like they spent the whole movie debating whether or not they should follow their prime directive or whether or not humanity is worth breaking. From no, I mean, that. I guess I mean the one side that I saw sticking with it. Like I was just like, well, obviously they're going to do that, and someone's going to decide no, we shouldn't. You know, I didn't yeah. buy the other side as much that because it just happened really quick for them the good side you mean yeah, or the well bad side? yes i mean yeah it happened really quick for them where they're, they're just like all right we gotta turn against our masters you're like okay but oh isn't that i mean i guess bad? i didn't like isn't, i didn't really isn't that really a bad thing like if we if you all go out in the universe and turn against our masters and then no one's making new stuff then uh, so here's well, a, what here's do we a, do <laughs> you know? here here is a mild spoiler uh camille nanjiani's character kingo um, his stance throughout the movie when they are presented with the moral dilemma, it's like, do we follow our celestial directive to let them do what they're going to do? Um, or do we stand against them and say, no, humanity has value, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Um, he's like, look, we don't know what kind of lives will be saved or altered by changing their plan. Sure. Their plan has worked, quote unquote, as far as we know, for millions of years. And we don't know what, oh, like, we could be preventing new celestials from being born. We yeah. could be preventing new eternals from being like born. Like, your whole races from being born. You're messing with universal and, stuff. And, like, so of all of the people that were, like, of the of the ones that were kind of, like, well, maybe he was the only one that was kind of, like, on the fence about it. I was like, okay, I, I will buy that he's on the fence because, like, that's a tough choice. Right. But, um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, like uh, we can go on about this more when we're do when we do the full show with everybody. But yeah, I I, I agree. I, I think that it could have used a little bit more fleshing out. Yeah, um, more time. But I did like what was given to us, and sure. I loved like the things. Like I loved the the, um, I loved seeing the MCU explore themes greater than like totally. And uh, also, Earth Earth is in trouble. I will say like, and I haven't really thought about that much. But if this is my least favorite marvel movie if this is the one that i feel they did the worst on then it's still pretty goddamn good you know well and i definitely don't think that <laughs> and like, I, don't, I, I don't know don't if think it is or is. not i haven't thought about it i haven't seen it enough you know to say that at this point i just revisited everything and was like oh shit thor 2 wasn't that bad at all like i actually really liked it oh crap iron man 3 was actually a lot of fun <laughs> uh, see iron man 3 is great and people who hate iron man 3 are lying to themselves i i think iron man 2 is boring um, it was guilty of being boring, maybe, but it wasn't bad. There was still a lot of great wor- performances. The worst, the worst sin is that it's a slog to watch. I don't think that can be said about it, the Eternals. No, so. and that's just it. I, I don't think it was a slog at all. Definitely. All right. Tony Mathers. Let's see what you got for us. Hey, guys. Tony Mathers. Sorry I had to hop off the call. I, uh, 
have to get back to work, but I really wanted to talk to you guys about Eternals. So uh, I'm going to go Perfect. full spoiler. So if you want to skip this, if Matthew haven't seen it, I completely understand. But here's my problems with the Eternals, and uh, I want you guys to help me, like, break it down. And I need some therapy and some closure. Um, it Honestly, it felt to me like I was watching uh, the Justice League movie, and not in a good way. Yep. Their powers were similar, and working together in a team, stuff like that, that was all similar, which was fine. It was how uh, a lot of these characters were dumped on us. There were too many characters in the movie, uh, all at the same time. It was just too much to take in, and I couldn't really feel anything for them. Uh, and th- and I think the Justice League had the same problem introducing all these new characters. Um, uh, also, the uh, the end fight with uh, the hand coming up out of the water, that is like a global catastrophe. That would flood half the Earth. It's true. Where are the <laughs> Avengers? They showed that they're obviously paying attention at the end of Shang-Chi with the rings and everything. So why wouldn't they at least, I don't know, Dr. Strange or someone come in and help when that's going on? That, that really bugged me. And then the whole Thanos problem, where were you when Thanos uh, happened? I think uh, unless anyone, um, if they go backwards at all, that's always going to be a question and a problem. But uh, it seems like if Thanos snapped his finger and got rid of half the population, that would screw up the Celestials' plan across the whole universe, because that would set back the birth of all these new Celestials. So wouldn't they be ordered to help and stop him? Uh, So their reasoning for not helping Thanos just just bugged me. Oh, and when they found out their big reveal about how they're all robots or whatever, they didn't seem to care. So it was like, oh, yeah, I guess we're not humans. Oh, okay, then. They, They didn't care, so why should I? But other than that, I thought the last five minutes were awesome. Thank you guys. And I'll catch you later. Okay. So (laughs) like what we were like, I agree with what he said, too many characters that, and you couldn't care for them enough because, and they were great, but you didn't get enough. Um, The Thanos thing. That's interesting. I hadn't thought of it like that, but maybe because, and this is a no prize explanation. There's nothing there. You didn't miss anything, Tony. Maybe because it's like the whole universe was taken down a peg. The Eternals are like, eh, not much you can do about that. We're still half where we are. Let's just play it cool. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. So, all right. I have responses. I don't know if they're agreements or if they're arguments, but here we go. The too many characters thing. I mean, yeah, there were a lot of characters. Um, I, do I agree that we weren't g- given enough to care about them? No, because I did care about them. Uh, I cared about most of them. Uh, there were some of them that I didn't really care about, uh, but a lot of them I did. Like I cared about, Gilgamesh. I, I cared about Thena. I cared about Fastos. Um, I loved Kingo and his valet. Oh yeah. And the documentary. Um, I didn't give a shit about Sprite. I don't. I don't care about Sprite. Yeah. Sprite sucks. Uh, like I don't. I really understand Sprite. What what purpose she's. They also went out of their way to make you not care about Icarus. Like there was nothing to care about. Yeah. I mean, Icarus was a douchebag, but there's yeah. a reason for that. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Cersei was fine. She was kind of a blank slate. Yeah. She was just. She was whatever. Um, but um, yeah, I like fa- and Fastos. I love Fast. So yeah, I did care about them. Yes, there were a lot of them. Um, I've I've heard a lot of similarities to Zack Snyder. The Snyder verse. Um, but that was uh, really more in terms of like the themes explored. Yeah. And I'm like, don't give me a fucking break. Uh, if you like, if you want to tell me that there's some sort of hidden depth in sex and Snyder's justice league, I'm here to tell you, you are mistaken. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, like, uh, like maybe he paints a very broad, 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 uh, brush, uh, over some sort of weird objectivist uh, Ayn Randian nonsense in Man of Steel and, and Batman versus Superman and Justice League, whatever. But no, like Zack Snyder's Justice League is not like talking about, well, what is 
What no, no, I think serve? what I think, purpose do we serve? I don't think he's going that far. What is our role? Anyway, I just, and, but that, I don't want to say too I, many. Like, obviously, I don't want to. Yeah. Like, no, get out of here with that. Um, the Thanos thing with each new concept introduced to a shared comic book universe there's going to be there will inevitably be something where we'll have to go well wait how does that work and i think this is it with thanos and the eternals like we're just going to have to like get over this hump um especially if you consider the fact that like if thanos is an eternal and we know that he is because star fox in the post credit scene mentions my fellow Eternals. Yes. And if Star Fox is Thanos' half-brother and he says my fellow Eternals, therefore Thanos is an Eternal. He's an Eternal of um, Titan. Yes. And so if if that is the case uh, and Thanos and Eternal is like, I'm going to erase half the universe just because I think it's great for the environment, uh, then I don't really buy that the Eternals or the Celestials would be like, mm, go forth. It, it, our plan is going to keep on going. I say go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because their whole deal was like grow the population of the planet until there's enough life energy on the planet to yeah. birth the new celestial. So, yeah, that's a problem. So and I think, this. That's a, I think it's a problem that maybe they had not considered when they came up with the idea of Thanos and they thought, oh, we're going to do an Eternals movie. Like right. they didn't think right. that part through or we haven't been given a satisfactory explanation because our dads, our space dads told us not to, doesn't cut it. Right. Is Thanos a robot? Great question. Um, if we go off of the Karen Gillan Eternals, uh, the reason why there was a split between the traditional Eternals and the Eternals of Titan is that the Eternals of Titan were like, no, man, we want to make babies the old fashioned right. way. Right. Um, we want to like, we want to live, we want to live and reproduce and have families. So by that Thanos is a baby. He, that will- Thanos, Thanos had a mom. Yeah. Like you're right. Um, and so we don't know yet. We're having, we haven't gotten that yet, but, um, like, I, I doubt that there is a, um, a grand cosmic purpose for a guy that's a, an, an eternal. That's just like really great at going around and sexing alien babes. Right. So yeah, I, I think Star Fox and Thanos are probably traditional beings, right? Uh, tr- uh, and uh, that uh, makes them different than the Eternals from Earth. And that's why Thanos is flawed, and that's why he did what he did. Yeah, yeah. and well, like, and also there might be Eternals out there in the in the universe that that might be similarly different. Like we don't we don't really know. There For could sure. be all kinds of different varieties sure. of Eternals. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. Um, I, I think that the Thanos excuse does not hold water and we either have to just accept that we're going to get over it or wait for them to explain it. And I don't think we should hold your breath for the second one. I hadn't thought of it the, like that until he said it out loud. And I, I'll take one thing a step further. When I, I didn't love when they found out they were robots either. Cause they were just sort of like, Oh, well, and then Sprite's like, well, I want to be human. Like, okay, you're human now. Um, you're a human robot. Thing? Well, they're not robots is the thing. They're, they are engineered, yes, right. but they're not like literally robots. They're not like built. Uh, uh, you know, they, they are. kind of look like they were. No, they're yeah, not they like showed constructed them like, out of robot parts. Well, but they no. showed like they took their skin off and they were like weird filament, sort of like their weapons kind of stuff. They look sort of like the deviants with skin. Uh, I mean, they're cosmic beings. And I, didn't, I don't know. I didn't like how the deviants, I like thought the deviants looked very cool and the idea of them was really cool, but I didn't really like that deviant design. I would rather the deviants were just 
monsters, you know, or people that you wanted him up. to look like the giant pink guy with the purple sunglasses, yes. the warlord crow. That's yes. what you wanted. I mean, I would have preferred, yeah. I kind of would have preferred that because like there's things that happen and we'll talk about it when we review uh, the first Kieran Gillen Eternals. But there's things that happen in both the Jack Kirby and the Kieran Gillen books where they start to like look at things like the deviants and go, well, are these guys so bad for just trying to evolve and do their own thing because they're a life form. And here they sort of looked like robots in disguise. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, eh. <laughs> it was weird. So, I mean, uh, uh, I will say this. I, I did kind of enjoy, I did enjoy the idea that the deviants essentially were like the scrolls in the MCU in that, like, no, you've got it all wrong. We just want to live, man. Right. Uh, you know, like another word for deviant is variant. And we had a whole show about how variants deserve to live their lives. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, well, okay. Yeah. And like, they're, di- they're different. They go against the, co- and, th- and again, they don't even go against the cosmic plan because really. the deviant's whole purpose is to be a foil for the eternals and prep the earth for destruction. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I think that, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I, anyway, we're, we're getting off of Tony's uh, call here, but, yeah, I agree. I th- the Thanos explanation, it was the quickest and easiest way to explain it away, and it does not hold up to any sort of scrutiny. Not really. Um, especially if we're going to, s- if they're going to say Thanos is not an eternal, Thanos is just an, a guy from another planet uh, who's very, very bad and did very, very bad things. That's fine. Fine. But you can't, like, don't tell me Thanos is an Eternal and the Eternals were cool sitting that one out. Yeah. I don't buy it. Yeah. That's kind of um, what I What I will buy is that things happened so fast. Uh, like the Eternals of Earth had no idea anything was going on in space with Thanos assembling the Infinity Stones. And once Thanos got to Earth and executed the snap and then immediately left, there was no time for the Eternals to react. Like, what would they have done? True. There's also the thinking that like, okay, we go talk to Ashram or Boss or whatever, and we're like, oh, crap, what do we do? Thanos did this thing, and he's like, don't worry. It'll be fine in a little bit here. I just know stuff like this. <laughs> oh yeah, Eric, like Eric like, from the Judge. Yeah, well, maybe yeah, maybe there's just, that where like he saw the future and then went ah they're gonna fix it. You know. Well, but are are all like you know they're they're dealing with like a, a celestial level scale and right. so he's like ah crap well um, I lost three billion of them I just have to wait another million years yeah maybe and we'll that, be right back on track you know like that to, that's deal. a drop in the bucket time wise doing a general. So the, um, the thing with the, yeah, the celestial yeah, coming know. out of the earth, though, in the end, I'm with him there. That is the kind of thing that we notice that heroes would be like, OK, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> There's a problem here and we need to go check that out. You know, well, let's think about who we have. Um uh, and, and and I know that Doctor we don't Strange know, like, can go check that out. Wong sure, can go Doctor check Strange, that out. Yeah, Doctor Strange, sure. Um, but like, let's think about the actual other characters we have that might be active at the time. Thor, Captain Thor left Earth. Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel hardly ever comes to Earth. Who else you got? I mean, regardless, Bucky, Bucky. yeah, Bucky. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, you've got. I mean, you sh- you got Black Panther. Well, he should be able but, to get there. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I think the only person, like, like Tony's gone. So, like, Rhodey doesn't know shit. Uh, so, like, I, I, I can kind of, I can see like you got one guy left on Earth that might be like, oh shit, 
And that's Dr. Strange. And is he busy? I don't know. We don't know. We right. don't know. But that's another thing you just have to like, look, Asgard's hovering over Manhattan. Spider-Man doesn't always make a reference to it. Yeah, no, that's true. It's just I, like, this, these are things that we got to accept in a shared universe. What, one of the criticisms that I read about, and this, this got me thinking about like how this should have been a TV show, was this is the kind of thing where the Eternals should have been smarter than this, where they understand not only do they have to do their job or fight the power or whatever, but they have to do it very quietly because there are wheels within wheels turning here and we don't want the entire populace to know about this and letting shit get to this point where a giant celestial is now coming out of the ocean and frozen there and humans are going to be like well we're going to go study that you know like that's a big mistake huge mistake so i mean and like look if you want to talk about the comics do you know who else didn't you know who didn't show up when the scrolls invaded icarus yeah you know, uh, you know when, in, in 1993, when Thanos actually had the Infinity Gauntlet and sure. and wiped out, yeah, like the Eternals were not there. The Eternals were didn't not do there. shit about that. No. Uh, and, like they were just like, whatever. Like the Eternals are around. You just don't know that they're around and uh, unless it's bad. Right. Like, and you, and like, you can or, also say, or it goes uh, unless they have a, a, a specific purpose for being there. Right. We could also say they have lived through how many you know, wars and slaughters and, and cataclysms yeah, right. and whatnot. Yeah. It's, we're, dealing with, we're dealing with a different scale. I mean, and I, this is, again, this is all just us, like, doing mental gymnastics to justify it. Whether or not you can accept it, you're like, that's, that's, on, that's, on, that's a personal decision. Um, but I do agree. I agree with you. I, like, I need more than Space Dad said no. Yeah. But, um, you know, and all that other, all that other stuff that I, that me and Matt came up with, that was us. That yeah. was us doing we're our just, own work. We're just like calling our shot here. And I, and that's not particularly satisfying either. I agree. No, it's not. And, you know, and, and like, I, 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 there's a certain amount of mental calculus that I like to perform when I am uh, waiting around in, in shared universe stories. Like I like to come up with like connective tissue and what ifs and like, if this is happening, then this is happening. Like, right. Right. But there's also a limit where it's like, it, it doesn't make sense that if X happened, that Y did not immediately follow, you know what I mean? Like, why why didn't we get to z if x happened yeah and uh, and i don't think like i haven't been able to do a, a satisfying amount of math to get there all right speaking of space dads we got jason Sachs here it's jason Sachs. happy thanksgiving to you i want to say i'm thankful for you and for the whole thn community thanks for being out there wish i called more but i am so grateful to get to listen in to two shows a week here's so much cleverness and fun and enjoy ability uh it's just a great uh way to spend my time so thanks for doing this so i have a answer to the question of the week although it's a slightly different answer than you're expecting i'm not sure if that brief bit of editor's note here uh jason sent uh, jason saxon in an mp3 which we really appreciate it was uh very sweet and it was all about how he's thankful for thn and the thn community he was also we, super racist so we had to cut yeah it, you know? i mean he said some <laughs> it was he weird some, <laughs> he said some pretty problematic stuff I'm about kidding. the pilgrims in the kidding. first thanksgiving <laughs> Um, yeah, no. Um, but yes, Jane, Jason, thank you. Um, but as far as your answer to the question of the week, you are actually answering the uh, upcoming question of the, the week. The latest one. So yes. we are going to save that 
um, for this coming Saturday's cover to cover. Uh, if you don't call in, we will play your voicemail then. There we go. So thank you, Jason. Uh, before we wrap up and get to the new question of the week, I, uh, we have an email here from Bryce Setran, who you may recall suggested the Marvel UK Cosmic Long Box. Uh, and he was thrilled that we took his advice and also very apologetic. He says, uh, I'm sorry that you decided to read Black Axe. Uh, <laughs> however, I do have a soft spot for Plasma. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, only, only because wow. uh, he, he felt that Plasma was a great parody of Marvel UK. So um, not, a, not as a comic on its own. So he has some context. He has some answers to questions that we posed during our reviews of Marvel UK. And so here are some quick hits. Hell's Angel. Why did they change the name from Hell's Angel to Dark Angel? Because the Hell's Angels Motorcycle Club actually sued Marvel. No kidding. No, I yes. will say, yes, they are very they are very active about this and they are very protective of their copyright. So Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh there so you go. uh the comic the comic had some gobbledygook in there to justify the name change. Um, but the uh the real the reality is the Hells Angels sued and Marvel was like, You got it, buddy. And we and they changed it. Uh Fair Death's enough. Head too. Why is Death's Head, uh, why does it seem so similar to Doctor Who? Because Doctor Who is actually a huge part of Death's Head's backstory. The original Death's Head was created for the Transformers book in Marvel UK. Right. And though uh, there were some time travel stuff in that universe, and he actually ends up colliding with the TARDIS and the Doctor. Because Marvel had the rights to Doctor Who in the UK, too. Right? Marvel uh, in America as well. There was an American Doctor Who comic. Um, but yeah, uh, the, for a time, Marvel published a Doctor Who comic. And the, the Doctor, when confronted by a 30-foot-tall robot, uses uh, a, a device to shrink the robot down to human size. <laughs> Uh, and so that's why Death said that's why it seems so like Doctor Who because it that's was that's awesome and that's okay. Um, so this is exactly like that's one of the things that I loved about Marvel UK before it was this Marvel superhero UK where there's like we got Transformers we got Thundercats we got right. Spider Man and we got the Zoids and we have this comic book called Spider Man and the Zoids <laughs> and it's right, like yeah. Grant Morrison yeah, yeah, wrote yeah. it and they were in the same book they're like ah whatever they all live together. <laughs> Love it. Uh, uh, warheads. The warheads travel via wormholes uh, that they find using an arcane map, and they have to be at the right spot at the right time. So they created this cover story uh, that allowed them to tack, tap into a city's power grid, and that's why they came up with the idea of the traveling circus. Um, in, a, in a later issue, they use a fake movie. What city uh, and, were and, they tapping into in the middle of the jungle in the Amazon? Was, look, man, I don't know. I don't. Was it the jungle? <laughs> yes. I don't remember. No, they it said it's hidden in the rainforest. <laughs> look, I don't know. I don't recall. But okay. it was part of their shtick. All right, the traveling the traveling uh, entertainment company. It was a cover for what they had to do. Uh, Una Malarkey. Here's the part that blew my mind. Um, the reason why uh, Ms. Teak. From uh, what book was that even? Not Motormouth mi- number one. Not Miss Tech. No, Ms. Ms. Teak T I E Q U E, who was the psychiatrist in the seventies uh, that was experimenting on inmates. Uh, in one of the books, the reason she seemed so familiar, why she looked so much like Doctor Una Malarkey, is that she is do- a Doctor Una Malarkey. What? What does that? They're mean? the same. They're the same person. 
They are the same person. Ms. Teak is Dr. Malarkey. For some reason, That's she her had code name. For some reason, she has an alter ego that is never used except in that one flashback. Oh my god! <laughs> there's a bunch of there's a bunch of stuff about um, her timeline. Who cares? But yeah, so thank you, Bryce. Thank you so much. Uh, he mentions something that I don't remember if we touched on or not. In the mid-2000s, uh, they brought back a bunch of these characters for a crossover called The Revolutionary War. I do remember this. Um, which was uh, centered around Captain Britain and MI-13. Uh, so Paul Cornell, Abnett and Lanning. And uh, so they got to like essentially finish in air quotes the marvel uk story they started uh except they don't really because they just change a bunch of stuff or a bunch of stuff's forgotten uh memories are wiped and the the rumor is that the reason marvel let them do this weird little story about 30 year old characters that nobody cared about anymore is because andy landing had enough dirt on the marvel editors to blackmail them <laughs> into letting them do it <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. I love it. <laughs> Good for thank Andy Lanning, man. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, thank you so much for that insight. That is exactly what I needed. That's amazing. It, it really does clear up a lot of like weird questions that we had. Yeah, that is amazing. Thank you, Bryce. I'm, I'm just glad that that knowledge is out there because you know where it's not? On the internet. It's literally uh, not out there. <laughs> or in the comics. Yeah, it's so, crazy. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Thank you to everybody that sent in a voicemail and you can send in a voicemail at any time. You can call us at 402-819-4894 or you can send an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. Answer the question of the week. Talk about the news that we're following. Talk about something completely different, perhaps. Or, you know, just respond to stuff you heard on the regular show. Speaking of the regular show, we'll be back this week. Reviewing new comics. It's going to be on Wednesday. We'll review comics from last week and this week. And there were some big ones that actually came out on Thanksgiving week. So yeah, excited to talk about that. We are going to have our take a look. It's in a book Patreon segment going up to where we are talking about the Eternals. Kieran Gillen's Eternals volume one with Jason Sachs and Brian Domingos. And um, I don't know that they read the comic before wrote the movie but we'll talk about it <laughs> we'll see here <laughs> it's gonna be fun and we'll be back for a regular cover to cover programming next saturday we hope you all had a fantastic thanksgiving and a good holiday weekend if you traveled hope you got home safe hope you're safe healthy and good and we're thankful for you you jerks okay but for now hey wait do you know what i'm thankful for what the new question of the week oh yeah that's right but for now, we got to set up a new question of the week. That's where I was going with that, obviously. I'm a pro. Obviously. Uh, this week's question was submitted by Guillerme Rodriguez via the THN Facebook fan group. Quote, so I randomly found Chris Star number eight, uh, which eagle-eyed listeners will recognize as the issue that Zan Danzig swiped his logo from. Uh, just flat out stole that little yeah, skull thing and put it. it on all his stuff. I don't think Marvel um, even knew it was in the book. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was on the cover. Uh, so I randomly found Chris Star number eight in one of my long boxes and I don't ever remember buying it, but I am a huge Danzig fan, so I'm very happy. Has anyone ever found a gem in your collection that you don't remember getting and then feeling like you struck gold all over again? Love it. So something one. that you found in your collection that it like retroactively became a hidden gem, like, like a key holy, issue, a hidden gem. Holy crap. Yeah. I can't believe I own that. 
Yep. That's right. a super fun one. We'll do it this Saturday on Cover to Cover, like I said. So tune in live Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Central Standard, Central Daylight Time. Actually. It's just Central Time. Central man. Time. Just, 11 a.m. Just say Central Time. Central Time. We'll be there. You can chat with us. You can Zoom with us. We'd love to have you. But for now, this is the Two-Headed Nerd. My name is Matt Baum. And my name is Joe Patrick. Signing off.